are, you are. Welcome to Racers Alley here in the heart of the Mission at Meany Radio. And uh, boy, oh, boy, well, we weren't going to have the show as usual. And um, Wade is actually over in Sacramento, Sacramento, doing something, I'm sure, with bikes. And now uh, Milk Great Brian decided to just uh, come on in and help me out. And uh, we have uh, tonight, we have Max Klein uh, coming in from Oxymoron Photography. He's actually going to come into the studio and uh, talk about what just latest happened with AFM races and what's going on with uh, his website, as well as uh, just, uh, you know, just shooting the last AFM races. I think he actually had a little bit of an experience out there as well um racing so we'll uh, hear what happens there uh, as far as um like i mentioned earlier uh tonight we're just gonna have a short show max will be here might have a guest caller in we'll know in a little bit and uh like i said pamtastic's out there doing her show tonight uh every uh first and third thursday she's at the bar in dolores at 7 30 p.m at uh, 29th and dolores and on the second and fourth thursday she's over at emperor norton's at Turk and Larkin at 7 p.m. So she's having a good show tonight. And uh, please uh, go out there and enjoy some comedy at Meetany Radio. And uh, definitely support us here. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But she's coming a lot closer to her goals as far as keeping us afloat. And uh, yeah, yeah, I feel a little bad about that because I owe her a bit. But uh, that'll be taken care of shortly. And that being said, uh, I'm very, very happy that uh, Mutiny Radio is still floating. And uh, if you can always help us, uh, you can always, uh, you know, hit us here at uh, Mutiny Radio on Venmo and uh, help us uh, keep the ship afloat. So uh, that being said, uh, Milk Crate Brian's here. I think we got some uh, music on tonight. Hello, hello. We got some ZZ Top coming your way pretty soon while we get set up here. And it looks like the Tres Hombres album, and tonight happens to be Cinco de Mayo here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I picked it. Yeah. Good, good idea. I'm glad you noticed that. You're very sharp. Well, it, uh, I took the bus here, and boy, oh boy, the mission is really not really hop- hopping, you know, for Cinco de Mayo. There ain't yeah, no one I mean, around. Yeah, it is a Thursday Cinco de Mayo, and it's, it's weird. I don't know. Uh, well, Thursday's lately been the been the hopping time here in the mission, I, I've noticed, but uh, yeah. So uh, maybe something will happen once it gets a little bit uh, darker. <laughs> so anyway, uh, welcome here to Meet Any Radio in the heart of the mission. And Milk, Milk Crate Brian's going to be throwing on some ZZ Top while I get our show together. And I have to push play over here at one point and play over here. But Pamtastic always makes our show come on. So even though I'm late by a couple of minutes, you always catch us. There All we right. Go. So we're on play and play. So welcome to Meet Any Radio here at Races Alley. And uh, yeah, cheers, Milk Crate.
Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Racer's Alley here at Beating the Radio in the Heart of the Mission. And uh, boy, as usual, we weren't deciding if we were going to have the show until the last minute, and here we are. And uh, what's wonderful is we have a return guest, Max Klein, in the uh, in the house from Oxymoron Photography. And uh, he's been here before, and uh, boy, you know, uh, just recently, we you know, we, we talked about uh, you going over the uh, Borno and the MotoGP and, uh, you know, the FM rounds and such, and also your oncoming, uh, well, your site out there. Uh, as far as uh, you know, talking, uh, you have now have your own your own uh, podcast. Well, not really a podcast, but uh, it's a good blog site that I'm working on. Nice. And uh, well, welcome, welcome, Yari Yar. Good to have you <laughs> in the studio. Thanks for having me back. Well, I think you're probably one of our first guests after the COVID, right? Yeah, Remember first in person <laughs> guest. I mean, we had Emily in here, but that doesn't really count. Well, she's part we, of our we record just crew. <laughs> but yeah, welcome in. And uh, you know, it's always nice because we always talk online or you know, Facebook book or whatever, and uh, never get to see each other proper. Proper. So good to see you. Yeah, and, good to see you as well. How did, how did you feel about this last weekend? Uh, uh, I believe a few of our friends were out there. Uh, American Historical Motorcycle Racing Association, ARMA, was just out here and uh, on, uh, what, Thunder Hill? Yeah, it was Thunder Hill, the, the east track, the three-mile track. Okay, there you are. And uh, as far as that goes, I mean, um, have you ran with them before? Are you familiar with that club? I mean, what way it is, I've never been out with those boys. So, you know, I, I imagine there's a lot of eye candy oh, yeah. and a different type of racing compared to, you know, uh, AFM or AMA. Yeah, if I, I go to a modern race event and I look at the motorcycles and go, okay, those are cool. But you go to an ARMA event and you kind of just get down on all fours and crawl around and look and see to figure out what they've done to make this thing not fall apart for the last 50, 60, 70 years that these have been racing these motorcycles. Exactly. I mean, um, when I was at the Manx GP, you know, you saw all these Nortons, all this stuff. I mean, the rule book is considerably different for the Manx GP compared to like the Noel Norton compared to like the GSX-R600, you know, back when I was there, let's say uh, 2005, right? Uh, the rule book for the classic motorcycles, I mean, you basically have to replace every, everything has to be structurally perfect. You have to replace everything. You have to make sure everything's strong. Everything's up to norm compared to the new bikes. So they, they do take a more critical look at the classic bikes, even though their horsepower is a lot less and braking's a lot less. But it's, it seems to be that, uh, yeah, they want to make sure that no one's out there, you know, I guess, braking. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was their first uh, time that Arma had been to that track that I know of, and it, it was a lot of the oh, wow. a lot of the racers' first time ever being at Thunder Hill. And I wasn't there for their Friday practice, but I got there for Saturday, and you could tell that people were a little bit tentative. A because they're on probably pretty expensive to find replacement part machines. Oh uh, yeah, one offs. <laughs> yeah, on on a track that they've never been on before. But obtainium. And then throwing it into race mode was really cool watching just uh uh their I think it was their third race of the day or fourth race of the day they did a uh Le Mans style start. So they had wow. they were all on like I think it was CB160s and a little oh, Mans wow. style start. And just watching them just people that are three times the size of the motorcycle running across the track to hop on and get them bump started and get going was really cool to watch. That is cool. For our listeners, a Le Mans style start is uh, back in the old days, you know, your bike would be across the track and everyone would, you know, you'd have your gridding positions, of course, across the whole line, but all the bikes were faced out. And what you basically would do is run towards your bike, 
somehow get it started because a lot of them were bump starting and yeah you know, the, this was a everybody was bump starting yeah and uh <laughs> believe me if you have a single or a twin or you know some of these bikes to bump start is a huge deal <laughs> especially if you don't get it on the first knock knock yeah you know uh, so that was that that's really really cool so you know they enacted that as well you know uh, those were the 160s yeah i think it yeah. was a, i think it was a spec cb 160 class nice a little bit easier to bump start yeah. than let's say yeah, a, that, a 600 you single yeah. <laughs> you know all right you could almost whisper on it but uh, that's that's really really cool um as far as uh with oxymoron photography uh like we mentioned on our last show uh max you not only shoot but you race and you turn work so you have your hands pretty full during a weekend, and uh, R A R. So how did how did the Armor weekend go? I mean, uh, did you race? I didn't race, unfortunately. I have a bike that's eligible that I may get ready for either their upcoming uh, Laguna Seca round or maybe take it up to the Ridge. Nice up in Washington. Washington. I haven't, I haven't ridden the Ridge in a while, and the last bike that I rode there is the one that's Arma eligible. So it might be fun to bring that back out. Yeah, Wade has talked about the Ridge before. I think uh, he and Christine went out a number of years ago, uh, side sidecar with the SRA. Uh, I don't know if they're they're back out there anymore, but that's really really neat. Uh, as far as uh, you know, there's there's uh, they don't do Arma doesn't run in Oregon anymore, so that's the Ridge Ridge would be the next race for them, or uh, they they're they're in I think like kansas or something and then they come back out to california for uh laguna laguna yeah okay that's what i was thinking okay you're are, you are which i mean they're kind of used to so compared to thunder hill that was a mini corkscrew yeah there were some people that were i was listening to their uh their debriefs with their crew trying to figure out exactly like bike setup for different parts of the track and trying to compare it to the corkscrew, a couple people like their crew said, "Oh, it's, it, we're setting it up kind of like the corkscrew," and they're like, "No, it's not anything like that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a right. really abrupt left and a really abrupt right. There's corkscrew flows a little bit better." Yeah, well, also, I mean, your story's higher yeah, on the corkscrew. And the, the drop down's a little bit more severe too. Yeah, and your front's pushing. <laughs> right on, right on. So, yar uh, yar. Well, it's nice to hear about that. I know uh, Wade Boyd with Subculture Racing was out there. He's actually not here tonight. He's over in Sacramento, but. Uh, doing something but um yeah it'll be nice to hear how all the armor races went in general but as far as shooting it how was the weekend i mean it was, oh, it was nice it and... was beautiful it was uh still early in the the year so it wasn't 110 like you can get out there yeah i was there last time at 110 and that's a whole different story yeah, it was a nice <laughs> a nice breeze on saturday or on sunday um sunday was just kind of 80 and calm sweet uh, with some nice cloud cover that was blowing in and out well, a nice, lot of these nice for temperature, horrible for photos, but gotcha. It's like uh, as far as the uh, the weather goes. Well, I would I'd get uh, get the camera set up for bikes coming around, and then the sun would just go directly behind a cloud, so it would be super dark. And then vice versa, I'd go okay, quick adjustment, and then the cloud would go away and it'd be completely blown out. But wow, you know, the, you you never hear about that as a you know photographer's bane, and it was like yeah, all of a sudden. Some, you know, you're shooting a civil war scene and an airplane drives by. Right? Yeah. It like flies by. Yeah. Yeah. If, the, if that's the worst thing that happens to me at my job is that I have to adjust a camera for light. I, I mean, that's. Nice. I've, I've had way worse jobs. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, for you, it's a, a job of passion. And, you know, Max, I mean, uh, not only do you have Oxymoron Photography branched out of here. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the Moron Motorcycle site, which is the the blog site where 
still kind of on the getting getting that going at this point swapping web hosts because my last one was a little bit suspect mm -hmm. um and kind of taking a little bit of a writing hiatus on getting stuff published because it was inconsistent in its publishing of things that i wrote gotcha. um but you know it, it is what it is again if that's my worst problem i'm, well, I'm doing uh, okay it's always nice to write too because i mean if it's inconsistent i mean it's still something out there people would be interested in because it's an opinion of you being out there being a professional you know i mean uh yeah our show here at racers alley is a little bit jinky sometimes but we we get our job across and yeah. you know we try to help you know as much people as we can uh, and then let them know about motorcycling and you know as far as the uh Right now, I mean, shoot, uh, Suzuki just went out. You know, they're they're motorcycling is taking a big hit now, especially with electric vehicles as well, milk crate. <laughs> but uh, you are, I mean, things are things are changing nowadays, and uh, the factories I think uh, are struggling to get a newer base because I think the kids nowadays are, um, well, they're just. They don't know what danger is or getting hurt is. I mean, there's, there's certain elements out there. And, you know, we have First Rides organization here or Hawk Mazada's, you know, camp going on to get the kids out there and try and get a new generation running. But I think for I think I think in between there is a bubble where there wasn't a new generation riding. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of really weird uh, as far as the industry goes. So uh, that's just my own opinion. And Suzuki, I mean, pulling out is just a huge, huge ordeal. Yeah, that but... kind of caught, I think, everybody by surprise. Well, I read an article, and basically they haven't changed much in a decade. And they were just, you know, riding on their laurels, so to speak, even though the, the bike was really still competitive. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we, read, what we read and what goes on over the next few months regarding Suzuki pulling out and such. But uh yeah, I mean, uh, I read some. They missed the mark on a, on a, on a few different innovation, innovative uh, uh, technologies, such as the quad thing, and uh, well, electric bikes as well. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 very very weird. Well, they didn't, I mean, weren't updating their market very often either. They were definitely had some bikes that were pretty long in the tooth. Yeah, it reminds uh, me a lot of Kawasaki in the in the nineties, where none of the bikes changed for yeah, twenty years. For, yeah, it was yeah, twenty and, years of bold new graphics, and then eventually they have to come out with some new tech otherwise they're yeah completely and, out of the, out of the loop and they did kind of with the zx10 against the r1 and such i mean but yeah a lot of their 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 machinery is still like i mean in a sense why go i mean the shit they made was actually, actually perfect you know you don't really need a 200 horsepower more you know a lot of their vehicles were really, motorcycles were really really nice suzuki really really nice as well i mean um what do you want? And I, that, that's kind of an interesting question. And I mean, what do people want? And, you know, what are they going to do? Nowadays, we have a lot more uh, racing going on. And I believe the bigger classes now are the smaller bikes. You know, they're more affordable. Yeah, people are less intimidated. The 400s, yeah, it's, 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 it's a huge class right now. And I guess they're getting in more to the uh, new um, Yamaha twins, that type of thing. Yeah, the so, the SV ruled that class for a long time, and then it kind of faded away. And Yamaha came out with their their seven hundred twin, and it's it it's taken off again. Well, I think it's easier for people to ride than let's say an R six. You know, I think the four hundred and those are less bikes that you have to be totally committed to like you, you yeah. can be a racer club racer or you can be a dedicated racer and the dedicated racers will choose the f you know the fighter machine 
where you can just go out there and have fun and not waste tires and you know still spend money but yeah still exactly go out the, there and run the tire and have fun tire you know? wear on a 400 versus a thousand is uh dramatically yeah, different huge <laughs> see people swapping out tires yeah. at an afm weekend after one race on a thousand and you see people that are running the same tires three or four rounds in a row on a 400 depending on how much <laughs> they're riding it so yeah it makes racing a lot more economical as well i mean um with the bikes i my my general budget is one thousand dollars for a weekend of racing you know i mean you gotta get slicks and you go race yeah. and you gotta get the hotel and soon we'll probably uh, be camping at the place do you do you camp at the track yeah, once I, especially on a race weekend, once I get to the track, I never leave. It it's it becomes my home away from home. Nice. I get to hang out with people that I don't see outside of the track in a lot of a lot of instances because we're separated by a couple hundred miles. Um, it's just cool to hang out with people that are like minded. Yeah. That go out and do the the same risky, stupid shenanigans that I like to do, and we can talk about it over a beer afterwards. It kind of makes makes the the whole reason that I started going out was because of the Saturday night hangout stuff. Yeah, that got me into doing into doing track days and into doing racing. That's what Wade always said. I mean, I've always been the one who goes to the hotel room. The last time we almost got robbed. But that being said, in the future we will be, you know, uh, Chad, my pitmate, and I. I mean, we're we're gonna start staying at the track. I mean. Um, do you have a, a tent? Uh, what what nowadays also listeners uh, in California there used to be basically a porta potty and your tracks used to be in the middle of nowhere. Since then, there's been a lot more infrastructure and yeah, you have indoor bathrooms and you know running faucets and it's a lot nicer, you know. But when I started, it was like yeah, you had nothing in the you middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so I mean, uh, Max, do you have a tent or do you have a a, 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 a caravan? How do, I'm out, how do you run? out there currently in an E350, like a 15 passenger van that okay. I can bring my motorcycle with me everything i need to race my motorcycle and then everything that the afm needs for registration because my wife runs the registration part of afm you are and okay I've, uh, I've kind of modified it there's a uh, a bed that folds up to the side <laughs> that's yeah, supposed yeah. to go in like an rv that folds into a couch or a bed mode yeah <laughs> and i can fold it all the way up and fit a couple motorcycles back there and everything for afm or nice. i can go a little bit lighter like when i went to arma i camped out while I was there um, and I just moved all the stuff that I normally bring to the race weekend forward so I could fold my bed down and it was totally fine super comfortable wow. nice yeah I mean we're, we're still trying to figure that one out ourselves but uh, in the future I think um, we will be staying at the track more which uh, like Wade always said I mean the fun times are actually on Saturday night and, and you know after the races run and the shenanigans that go on and you know the food. Uh, uh, El Skipador. It, uh, um, he he ran. Uh, anyways, uh, he used to always have a barbecue. One of the tire guys still does. Yes, sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, apparently, that was the bomb. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, so he should be coming on the show soon as well. But uh, that, was, that was how we initially bonded. He had food. I knew where the beer was, so we were the perfect couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll get you this, and you give me this, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we should have him on the show very, very soon. So anyhow, uh, again, welcome to Racer's Alley. Let's take a little bit of a break here, and we'll be back on shortly. And uh, Milk Crate looks like you got something from. Uh, Mojo Nixon here. This is actually courtesy of our friend. 
Mike. Max uh, also so, brought in some me. albums. So, yeah. Max, Max <laughs> and I are kind of splitting these. So he brought in a few albums. So some of the tracks you'll hear are from his collection, and the rest is my bullshit. Awesome. Uh, beats the stuff I play here, like Billy Joel. And, you know, there we are. <laughs> well, welcome back to Racist Alley here at Meeting Radio in the Heart of the Mission. <laughs> some illegal activity. Are you worried about the police? I said cops. I ain't afraid of no stinking cops, man. The cops can't touch me at all. You hear me? The cops are nothing but prisoners of the donut shops anyway. Stuck in traffic, man. Your car's overheating, and they got something funny on the radio or some dang thing. I want you to turn your radio up full blast. Turn it up past 11. Roll down your windows, honk your horn, put the pedal to the metal, and start screaming. Hey, hey.
120 miles an hour, throwing guineas up in the air. Get into the, uh, what you call that there, the commuter lane, the carpool lane, and put a couple inflatable dolls next to you, and just start cruising down that sucker, that's right, I say, hey, 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 get out of my way, I say, hey, 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 get out of my way, oh, hey, 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 get out of my way,
yar yar milk crate spoken me in the chest here and it's like all right better get on the air alex i said we we're gonna have a short show today and uh like i said uh max klein joined us from oxymoron photography and uh which is wonderful and uh milk crate brian just came in which is really really hey, cool hey. and um Boy, let's start with something first. It's like Milk Crate just came out on something, something totally cool. Milk Crate is actually, you know, really, really cool with the Dirtbag Challenge. He's actually uh, gotten trophies there. He's very innovative, and the current bikes he rides are very, very unusual, and you would not actually, uh, well, basically, you have to buy one because they ain't made, you know, regularly, <laughs> <laughs> especially your gold wing, which is wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much 50% cow parts. Yeah, and it looks like, you know, it's deer, but... Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, uh, that being said, uh, I, I'll put that on the Facebook for Meet Any Radio because I have a picture of you on it. But um, Milk Crate just today came in, and uh, lately I got a job dealing with this these people who deliver shit, and they all have these bicycles now that are all electronic. And electronics is the thing that's coming into this world, which I do not believe is green. It is if the you future. Ever see them. But it's it's really, really dirty. You know, mm -hmm. it's, I, I would think making batteries is dirtier than just keeping gas. But, uh, oh, yeah. You are. But anyhow... Um, I've been using these bicycles at work here and there, which are really, really neat, but you just have to make sure they're, they're powered, uh, which I think is actually opens the door for a lot of older folks who can't necessarily ride and are able to have them actually go out on a bike and get exercise by having that little push of power, which, 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 you know, I don't, I don't mind. It uphill, you know? Yeah. Saves uh, your knees, bumping yeah. up these big San Francisco hills. It's yeah. fantastic. Exactly. And uh, over when I worked over at Tokyo Moto, there was a place down the street that made this electric-like looking bikes. And Milkweed just showed up today on one of these, and it has knobs. It's really sick looking. So I'll have to take yeah, a picture and put it on my the, Facebook. Uh, I have the dirt um, version so of the Onyx it? is the company that makes it, and the model is the RCR. Um, and I have the special dirt edition. Uh, it's nice. got a top speed of about 45 miles an hour in the fastest mode. Um, and these are realistic numbers. You won't. It's advertised much higher on their website. Top speed forty-five, maximum range. If you're driving anywhere that's not just a flat place, going twenty miles an hour is about fifty or sixty miles on the to the charge. And I have the big battery in it. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask as well. I mean, um, so range fifty, sixty. So if you're in the city, you can go back and forth to work one day. And be kind of cool because we're we're usually around 13, 14 miles. But if yeah. you're going uphill, I imagine it draws more or not. Yeah, I mean it all so, depends on your riding style. It does have regenerative braking in the rear tire, so you can get some of your charge back by always making sure to use the rear brake uh, when you're slowing down. Ah, uh, you can see it. There's a voltage meter up on the dash, and you can see it getting sucked back into the battery. It's kind of cool. Um, it's an okay bike. Uh, for me, it doesn't fit my lifestyle because I don't have a garage where I live. Everybody knows about my garage and all the crazy bikes in there. You have a pinball machine in your garage. And the pinball machine <laughs> and the motorcycle lift, but that unfortunately is not attached to where I live, and it's several blocks away. Um, and these Onyx RCRs weigh about 300 pounds, and yeah. That bike's 300 pounds? Yeah. Holy moly. So you can't just bring it up the stairs. No. But then it's also light enough that somebody could just come with a U-Haul van and throw it in the back. So oh, you can't yeah, keep it on the exactly. street either. Get a Samoan out there and it'll just like, well, Bob's your uncle. Yeah. yeah. I was so, going to say it's the perfect bike to go from your house to your garage. But if you have no place to store it at your house, house then what's yeah, the point? You're screwed. Yeah. So that and a couple other shortcomings of the bike, I, I think at some point in the future, I'm going to sell it. But it's been a really fun ride. And one of the cool things you can do with it is you can go on some of the mountain bike trails 
as long as you're careful not to piss anybody off. Well, it's you'll piss everyone off on those. <laughs> it's technically a bicycle. So, like, I go down and I yeah. ride the Laguna Honda uh, hospital trail system that the city put in. <laughs> um, or sometimes go out and do stuff in the Presidio as long as you do it in the middle of the day when there's not a lot of people. You don't want to do it on a Saturday or Sunday because people will spit at you. Um, yeah, I bet you. You know, <laughs> as a purist, I used to ride a, a mountain bike and I didn't even have a To me, having a front suspension on a mountain bike was kind of like you're a pussy. Nowadays, Nowadays, you know, there's like uh, front and boy, rear. If you have like a total electric mountain bike and stuff, and then that, I could see a lot of mountain bikers getting pretty fucking pissed. They get yeah. pissed because that thing can just. Oh, sorry, you can, mom. You can <laughs> roost them with that. You can hit that throttle and just spray rocks at somebody behind you. It's yeah, weird. and also, I mean, you're coming up on someone. It's just like on the bike lane nowadays. Electric bicycles are really going. They're doing thirty, where you're just kind of pumping doing twenty three max on a, on yeah. a bike. Is what I used to kind of do. Um, yeah, that's that's a seven mile an hour hit if you get in their way. I mean, if you know, we know as people who've gone around the block in senses and you know got crashed and stuff that there's a difference seven miles an hour to to, to your zero. I mean, you will be knocked around. And, oh yeah, and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and uh, uh, feel kind of weird stuff. But anyways, let's talk about something fun again. Uh, I got to remember, you know, um, Max's mom is listening. You know. Max is really, really cool. I just want to say, I remember when we were in Hi, high school, he, he picked me, you know, yeah. Anyways, uh, Milk Crate, uh, this is really, really cool machine. And who'd you say made it again? Onyx? Onyx, O-N-Y-X. O-N-Y-X. they retail for about, depending on your options, between about five and $6,000. Yeah, you are. Yeah, right it's on. a chunk of change. Uh, no, uh, I have seen that actually all this electric stuff that even you know, the company I work with are buying, I mean, it's like 3400 so it's like... And already, and this is one thing I want to mention, actually, uh, Milk Crate, is um, on, the, on the bikes that work already, you know, the fork seals are leaking, if you can actually call them forks. And um, what's interesting is uh, all these bikes have bicycle hydraulic brake calipers and brake rotors. Mm -hmm. They were not made to have an electric machine always keep them under um, the... I just got to say, uh, at work, I just told everyone, I was just like, all those brake pads are bad, you know, and, you know, it's this is what's going to happen. Yeah, and they still got mountain like, bike brakes on it. Yeah. and that can put 30 They They, they, they really need better brake systems because I looked at yours and because I, I, I looked and you mentioned the rear and your rear is a lot thinner than the front and I can always yeah. already see one side doing it. If that's the regenerative pad for braking, they should have put a bit of a honking thing on there. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's got just a cheesy little mountain bike brake on the back because they think that the regenerative force is going to be slowing you down most of the way, but it doesn't. And when you hit that mountain bike brake, you can hear it. You can hear the pad just eating away well it's you use it. also the rotors are very very thin yeah you know i mean they're like our 45 record thin here and mm -hmm. um boy oh boy so that's just something to think about and um let's talk about our people with big money and let's just make bigger calipers and rotors for the bikes and we'll just clean up yeah all right it okay. seems like it would be the first thing that you would invest in would be what's going to make the battery life be better so regenerative braking makes the battery life better make the rear brake better or both yeah, exactly <laughs> just, well, it, I'm seems, just it seems pretty they, basic to me but i'm not an engineer i'm just a dumb photographer writer guy like whatever well, you're a badass but anyways both brakes i mean front and rear are bicycle brakes and what i've been seeing on, on, on these things that work um they they are they're too thin 
and the people riding them, you know, they're used for, for deliveries consistently, you know, they're all like gone, you know, because you're heating up that little, little thing, especially if you go down Polk Street and area, an area where they're yeah, all hills up and down. Oh, yeah, wow. you're just totally screwed. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know how we got this jargon, but it's really, really cool. I mean, the electric motorcycles and stuff are coming out nowadays, and we'll just have to see how they work. And uh, I'm against them, uh, personally. Let's bring back two-stroke 500s and two-strokes. And Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, what's funny is you bring up the two-strokes. Uh, the Arma class that had electric bikes in it, they were gritted with two strokes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, watching a race start where somebody has 100% torque at the instantly instant they touch the throttle. Wow. How was that? Versus people that have to wait until turn two to generate yeah. enough torque to get around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was absolutely terrifying where I was watching it from, and I wasn't on any of those motorcycles. I can only imagine being on an electric bike at the back of the grid and just going wing right through everybody. Nobody hears you coming. And then you get into turn That's two true. and They're all silent. these, yeah, wow. and all these motorcycles that are purpose built race bikes from 20, 30 years ago come around you like you're standing still well they're all pissed off now yeah fucking electric they're just super angry and like ah, i'm gonna go get you now <laughs> now you're in my way uh, uh, wow that's interesting um they should have had them gridded front you know yeah well i, I don't yeah. know how they do how they set up their grids if it's by but points or it, whatever it, but well, it makes sense that like well we'll put the naturally aspirated bikes in front of the electric bikes ha 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 but they're two strokes. Two strokes take a while to wind yeah. up before they go somewhere, right? <laughs> uh, even even with yeah. the, the AFM, there's a couple electric bikes that come out, like in the Formula One class. So it's built 600s, and then you've got a uh, electric bike that is about the same horsepower, about the same torque. Really? Except it's all the horsepower, all the torque. All the time. From the second that they twist the throttle. And watching a, an electric bike get a good launch from the third row... And then as they break into turn one, he's just in no man's land because he he's out of his element. He got a great start, but he's in the third row for a reason. That's where he's finished in points. Yeah, so you yeah, got yeah. The, the super fast people that are two rows in front of him that are uh, are just not getting the the same. They don't have the ability to get the same race start. Well, it's, it's well. Um... I haven't been out in a long time. Uh, well, I've, I've been trying to race for four years now. Me and Ch uh, Ch uh, Chad. Problems with the 636 six, 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 and then the R1 lately, but we'll be back out soon. But um, what I've noticed as a racer hasn't been out there in a million years. Um, nowadays, you got these boys and they go, I have a 1000. I had the 636. I think I was running. Actually, I've never gotten above novice yet. I'm just still a novice. Um, you see these guys? You know, nowadays they have these things where they just pin it. And then they just push a button and it goes. And then these launch modes on these new motorcycles now where it's just like, yeah, it used, it used to be wubba, 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 what? Nowadays you have these bikes that are specifically made to have a launch mode on the start. Yeah, you know, and it gets even better when you watch a MotoGP race start from the grid area uh -huh. because you watch them fiddle their little knobs and you see the whole suspension, just the whole bike lowers like you 
like it was somebody who put lowering links on their motorcycle because like a jaguar or something it and really it just, it just flattens out and the second that they go they rip out of there and they're flat and it just it looks it's comical i have photos of wow of the race start at, at from coda and they're a couple inches off the ground front and rear and they come by at, after the first lap, and it's a normal motorcycle again. So it's like a Jaguar getting ready to perch. Yeah. You know, and so... Uh, Does that know, little uh, butt wiggle and just attacks its prey. Well, uh, for my listeners nowadays, all the suspension and stuff is almost Formula... Everything in the new bikes, I think, is Formula One technology, where, I mean, everything's like literally the suspension and everything is up and... You are. So the Matic, they really are actually like able to control. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the, the most crazy. recent most recent race, and they had somebody's onboard camera uh, at the grid, and you could see as he's twiddling the knob, you can see everything just kind of he's getting lower and lower and lower. Wow. And then they cut to the, cut to the flags, and he took off. Just, yeah, the, the technology is absolutely amazing. It's a new world as far as motorcycling, and... You know, um, yeah, I wish I'd just bring the old two strokes back before Mick Doohan, you know, uh, when he got the big bang. You know, let's make everything exciting again. But I guess people still crash and all that good stuff, but usually about computers going off rather than the yeah, cables and just straight up carburetors and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just an old guy like that. Anyhow, um, I do really hope to return to AFM and, uh, you know, uh cra soon talking about that afm is going to be over here on uh thunder hill on may 21st and 22nd yeah i'm looking uh, forward to getting back out to a track that i actually like yeah yeah two two rounds at button willow and i never really gel with that track thunder hill it feels like it's my second home i'm it's there your, it's your I'm, home there, track. I'm there a lot so nice it would be nice to hopefully get some uh some decent lap times and not feel horrible about how slow i am <laughs> racing well i mean uh, racer's a racer and you've been out there a long time and so thunder hill for afm is going to be there on may 21st 22nd as well as june 11th and 12th so that's what afm is going to be up to and we mentioned earlier about the cra california road race association and uh dustin corners out there and uh anyhow um i i was there at february 12th and 13th but we just didn't make it um, their next race is going to be June 25th, 26th at Laguna Seca. And uh, Max and I were just mentioning um, Laguna Seca all of a sudden has opened up to a bunch of organizations to be able to go out there and run, like ARMA, CRA, and AFM, which is like back in the old days, it, it was very, very special to do that. So it's it's nice that Laguna's putting their uh, you know their feelers out and having motorcyclists do this, as well as I'm probably, uh, probably right in saying that... A, couple of um our uh guests that run the track day shows will probably be out there i'll have to look into that but anyways yeah it's nice to be out there at laguna seca in the june 25th and 26th with the california road race association and uh they'll be there at uh, button willow on july uh something 29th 31st we'll figure it out but uh anyhow so our next race is going to be afm at uh, thunder hill May 21st, 22nd. Am I going to be there? That's a good fucking question. Uh, that's a good question. Sorry, Mom. Um, oh, if, if you're saying sorry, Mom, to my mom, she's heard me say way worse. Yeah, you are. Well, you got to be nice. And I always uh, got to stop swearing, you know. But anyways, uh, May 21st, 22nd, I'd love to be out there. It's just going to be what's happening with work. I have almost a full bike set up. I have my R1. It just needs two things. Um, yeah. But uh, we shall see. 
And uh, June 11th and 12th, uh, AFM will be out there as well. So that's really, really cool. We got our racing coming. I don't have the armor schedule, but I believe they will be out here at Laguna Seco probably. Yeah, you know, they're later. in they're in Laguna in July. July. I forgot, okay. forgot the exact date. They All go right. to Laguna and then they go to uh, the Ridge after that. But gotcha. if you're looking to get some seat time in on some motorcycles, uh, Fun Track Days is out at Thunder Hill on Monday. True. And, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know. Uh, I'm sorry. Definitely. Um, yeah, what do you know about that? And please give us some dates. Um, well, the only only one I know off the top of my head, they're uh, they're there on Monday for Thunder Hill, and the week after they're going to be at uh, Sears Point uh, on that following Monday. And it's the they've had a couple of events, but they've been down at Buttonwillow, so this will be my first time actually photographing my home track day company. Like it, it's, I'm excited to see all all my instructor friends that I haven't seen since last year. It'll be really cool to get out there and uh, get some some cool photos of the track day track day stuff happening. Yeah, so you run with the fun track day boys. Yep, I'm their, uh, their oh, photographer. Yeah. Uh, my my friend uh, James Carson, he goes by Coy. He's uh, my other photographer. Uh huh. And he'll be out there taking some pics with me as well. Nice. So yeah, look, we're looking forward to it. Well, we've had we've had a couple of boys from Fun Track Days call in and. Um, yeah, we should probably get our next show. Let's get a call in and let us know what's going on with the program. I'll uh, talk to, um, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll talk to everybody. Here you on, are. Talk to everybody on Monday. We'll see if we can uh, get some more guests. Yeah, uh, yeah. next Thursday, let's get a Fun Track Days call in. Because uh, what I haven't done yet, it's like I said, um, I've been in and out here and there for the for the, so to speak, but uh, we are really kind of getting in the heart of it now in May, and uh, it'll be heard. Uh, it'd be um, good to get all the track day folks uh, have them get me their schedules and stuff, so I can actually put them out there and uh, make sure that uh, you know everyone's having fun. I mean, uh, you know, they got uh, track days down south, up north, and everywhere in between, and uh, you know our racing's coming up. Local AFM, local uh, California Road Race Association, which is really, really cool. And, uh, you know, Max, do you also do, uh, like, do you do the car, SCCA? Do you do you go out there and do a lot of club stuff or, like, Sears Point or stuff? I mean, no, uh, what's, I, your, what's your reach out there? Uh, I have a camera if you need photos. I'm, uh -huh. I'm there. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's just a matter of, uh, of getting into do, doing some of the things. Um, like I'll be out, uh, covering for a different photography company, uh, next weekend at Thunder Hill. So I'm, I'm out doing a lot of photo stuff, um, as, nice. as much as I can. I don't do as much car stuff just cause it's not as much fun to photograph. Well, I mean, uh, as, as, as someone who's hiring you as well, I mean, I don't know if you're doing my bachelor party or the, uh, you know, wedding dinner. Yeah, the bachelor party, you know, you got to get rid of the film. Yeah, ba bachelor Which, uh, party photos, yeah. it was cost extra for there's, me to not share publicly as opposed to. They're, they're a lot different. I mean, um, compared to actually um, shooting someone that's moving at hundreds of miles an hour. And uh, what's really, really neat, I, I imagine it took you, uh, you had to hone in. I mean, you could start playing a saxophone, but you ain't going to be good for a while. And I imagine over the years, I mean, you honed into, you know, doing that type of work to do action photography. I, I imagine must have not been easy to take you thousands of shots. Yeah, it's uh, I started back in 2007 uh, okay. working with Joe Salas from For the Riders. Uh, and I literally just I walked up to him with a, a lens that somebody rented for me to take photos of them from the stands and said, hey, I got this cool lens. 
uh, it's an AFM weekend. Can I just stand next to you and you can tell me if I suck or not? And I took probably 5,000 pictures that weekend and he deleted 4,998 of them Okay, like in, uh, in front of me while making on contact. It was really uncomfortable. But then he said, uh, you don't really suck. You just need some more time. So I'm coming out to, uh, I think it was Reno Fernley Raceway when that was still a thing. There's a, yeah. there's, there's an event up there. Come, come out with me and I'll, I'll show you the ropes. And it's just, I, I occasionally go back and I look at some of the early pictures that I took where I was super proud of them. And I thought it was the best thing I've ever done. And I look at them now and go, Oh man, I wasn't, I wasn't really good. <laughs> and yeah. even, even a couple of years ago to now it's different. Like I've, really? I have better equipment. I've, I take a little bit more time on getting my, my angles, right. Getting the background set up, getting the variety of the photos, taking a little more time. Um, that is called, you know, age and experience and wisdom, you know, uh, yeah. You know, I was just talking about this with, with someone a little while ago, but yeah, I mean, at first everything's, you know, you, you're trying to do your best, but in the end, I mean, you take your time, you don't spend a thousand shots and then you spend, you know, a hundred shots or, you know, I don't know. Um, it's always been digital. Uh, for me, yeah. I, okay. I'm fortunate that I started the uh, the photography when it was easy to do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. Not where I'd have to just swap out film roll after film roll after film, film roll, and then the next race happens, and I'd have to swap out more film, more film, more film. Well, also, I mean, I imagine that shot was worth more money, you know, so you had to kind of, like, make your shot yeah. count, where some people could be lazy and just go, and just pick one out of 100, you know. That type of thing. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm lazy. That. I don't do. I I only take two photos of everybody as they come by, just to make sure that I get something. I don't burst anything because that's oh, at an God. AFM weekend. I get ten thousand pictures that I have to sort through between between Koi and I. My uh, listeners can't see, but you did a great AFM photo last weekend where there was those three people you it was a really great shot and i go you know i think i i put it to a max klein joint because it was your picture and they didn't give you credit and i go who shot that picture it was max klein i go that's a fucking awesome picture sorry mom but yeah that was a really great picture you know i put max klein joint because there were two people going over one right right and it was just a really nice shot and i believe I they were that. mates yeah that was really really cool by the way er, yeah i was and, up- uh, updating my uh my blog site today and uh i had in my about me section, I put something about uh, I've been published in a, a number of magazines and also been featured on more, probably more websites than I'm aware of. <laughs> Cause I went to the Thunder Hill website today to look for the schedule. And I noticed that uh, I'm pretty sure I took that picture and nobody gave me credit for it. Like, yeah. it, was, it was an yeah. AFM race weekend. Anybody, anybody from Thunder Hill listening, uh, just photo credits are nice. Like I, I like you guys, but you know, well, uh, I'll make that happen, you know. <laughs> Anyone's doing Max Klein's photos out there, give him credit. Otherwise, I'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got that covered. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think we're done with the show tonight. I gotta go meet my roommate and get a ride home. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Max, would you like to say anything and give a shout out and uh, talk about anything? Uh, well, uh, mom in Florida, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for for understanding that I ride motorcycles, even though you absolutely hate the fact I ride motorcycles. <laughs> That's my <Yeah>. parents. Uh, 
I, I thoroughly appreciate your support. Uh, my dad, if he's listening out down in Arizona, uh, thanks for supporting the fact that I got into this and teaching me how to ride a little bit. Uh, Scott Lucas from Local H. Uh, I played uh, actually Milk, 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 Milk Crate Brian. That's hard to say. It can uh, be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it took me uh, a year. <laughs> we played played a local H track, and we played a Scott Lucas and the Married Men track. Uh, I I got through 2020 because local H was playing a bunch of live shows and uh, fantastic bands, great band, and I was super stoked. Milk Milk Crate Brian, I'll say it right one of these times. <laughs> uh, I busted out the the local H album. He's like, oh yeah, we're gonna play some of that. Yeah, so he's super we played excited. a lot of local H on the show because I'm from Chicago and Scott Lucas is just a, a hero of mine. He's just yeah. such a fantastic yeah, musician. Yeah, so uh, James Carson Coy, thanks for being you. Uh, my wife, thanks for being uh, awesome. I'm kind of treating this like it's a like an Oscars ceremony. Yeah. No, it's thing, really but, you know. cool. The and work Jesus. Yeah. And, and and thanks for having me on the show. I mean, it's a, it, Actually, I thoroughly appreciate it. it you, it's you, really cool to come in and. Uh, always welcome and you can always be part of the wrecking crew whenever you want to drop by yeah you know where we're at you know we're here and, more records yeah yeah <laughs> it, uh, yeah milk oh, crate, i have yeah. i have a collection we'll uh yeah i'll, I'll collaborate <laughs> yeah milk has got great stuff i usually pick up billy joel over there no and, more uh, billy joel <laughs> Which lost our show to my that. friend Chuck. Yeah, yeah, I do it because you know it annoys him. But I love Billy Joel. I saw him once. Anyways, uh, yeah, whatever that means. Um, great to have you back, and I hope to be out there soon as well. Yeah, come on uh, out, and race some motorcycles. Miss, I've miss tried. Out there. I've tried for a while, and uh, all we need to do, Chad and I, is like we can't go back next time and fail. We cannot not fail because yeah, you guys got to get some laps in this. Yeah, time. well, the last the six three six took us a few years to fail, and then just got my R one. I race R ones. I love R ones. A ninety nine R one. It's like I raced at the Isle of Man. I know R ones. However, yeah, what happened with the first race? I don't know. The blue thing said, <laughs> yeah. What happened to the second race? Well, it was a tech thing. Um, you can no longer run a non stock oil filter. You cannot have a Fram race filter there was uh there was a a major problem for a period of time with some aftermarket oil filters they blew. uh yeah where <laughs> they just they were made out of some like whatever the flash paper is that magicians use to go poof i'm gone that's what they're the cases were made out of because there were a, quite a few just smoky r1s going around the track and it was the modern R, modern r1 so not blending, but i mean the not oil filter yours, was shitty yeah they yeah, were just yeah. absolutely so, blown out it was the yeah. uh not to throw KN under the bus, but it was there was KN was the problem. Well, I, I ended up like I said, I went in February to go do the the race down south, and it was just like and we it's like two hundred tire. It was like okay, it's like uh, got a chain because the two hundred tire rubbed in Thunder Hill when it was one hundred and ten degrees. Long story short, all right, we'll get a one eighty. And it was like still kind of close. Guy next door goes, "Hey, I got an R one. Look at yeah, okay, it should work." Bob's your uncle. You know, but it really needs, you know, 120. But anyhow, Dunlop guy goes, if that tire touches the ground, you know, you keep it. You know, it's like, okay. Because he sold me the 200 last race, and it totally rubbed against the swing arm. Tried to kill me every lap. You know, it's just like, okay. So, and even I said, you know, long story short, take the bike to tech. I was like, Chad's behind me. I was like, we gotta do this race. We gotta do this race. We gotta do this race. 
almost through and then a guy whispers in this guy's ear the tech guy is like Oh, that's oh, no. what kind of oil filters that, huh? Exactly. Got it was like ratted is out that by a stack. Tech. Yeah. And it was like, oh, let's frame. And the other big guy comes up and he goes, Yeah, you ain't allowed in here with that. It was like, after all this time, they tried to steal our truck the night before. They broke the window. They tried to steal a bike. So it was a whole endeavor just to go home with our tail between our legs. God damn it. You know, but uh, next race, we'll be there. Uh, yeah, if you come out to AFM stuff, there's uh, I got space under my tent for you if you ever need a place to to pit. Sweet. No, we'll pit together. We'll all be mates. We got a good old truck and tent and pittings and everything. And uh, yeah, it's about time to start pitting at the place because it seems to me nowadays. Uh, sorry, I'm talking to you, not in the mic. Seems <laughs> to me nowadays, um, it's very unsafe. Uh, if you're out of the track, I mean, they'll steal your rig, they'll steal your truck, they'll steal your trailer. You know, uh, nowadays there's a bunch of vultures around uh, motels and stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there a, was there was somebody read had, about it. You know? Somebody at Button Willow um, that was a turn worker that was staying at a hotel, and he said that he went out went out to walk his dog, and uh, there was a a truck and trailer that were there. And he came back, went out to walk his dog a little bit later, and the trailer's missing. It's like, like it was obvious that it was like stolen from from the parking lot of the uh, of the hotel. Yar. So yeah, the, the track's uh, a little bit of a safer place just because there's a whole lot of like-minded people that are hanging out. Well, we mentioned that you still have to watch yourself a little bit at uh, certain certain tracks. But well, uh, Chad said that, and he ended up talking. To, I was dealing with trying to get tires and shit, and Chad Chad told our pitmates around us, you know, we're all racers, like about what happened, and they go, "Yeah, I mean, nowadays you really gotta all be here, you know. Don't leave anything off the track, you know. We'll watch your shit." You know, if you want to take your truck, you know, but they were trying to steal the truck too, you know, so kind of crazy nights. But anyways, we won't end this on a, on a sad note. Let's end this on a happy note. Uh, what do we, what do we got something happy to say about? Oh yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week at Meany Radio and Heather Mission. And thanks Max for showing up. And thanks uh, for having thank me. You. Um, next race is going to be uh, soon. Uh, well, uh, I'll see you either at May 21st or 22nd at the AFM at Thunder Hill. That'd be really, really cool. Yeah, come on you, out. You like that? That's your home track. and Looking forward to it. Home track, home club. Uh, the, the... So what are you riding? You KTM? I'm a 06 CBR 600. 06 CBR 600. You can, you can tell it by the sound of the 12 angry sewing machines because it's got a stock exhaust on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why so? Uh, I'm cheap. <laughs> gotcha. I'll find you an exhaust. Or back in Argentina, what they would do is they just basically, literally, cut off right where it comes out, and then put a little tube on it. Uh, I always call those the Argentina exhaust. When I race there, uh, I ended up waking up in the middle of the night, and it's like I didn't have my bike, didn't have my bike, didn't have my bike, and got a race Saturday, and it was like so Friday night. It's just like cool, cool, cool. Like at midnight, I was like, got your bike. It's an R6. Really nice 2010 R6. Brand new, right? Brand new. I look at it. I was like, okay. And I went back to sleep. You know, had the pipe and everything. By morning, they cut out the fucking pipe and put just a little tube on there. You know, so all the uh, uh, back pressure's gone. Oh, no. You know, it's like a two-strip. You know, it's a great bike. I ended up winning there, actually, the first race. But uh, long story... 
it was just really interesting that the Argentinians have their, their own idea of an exhaust system. But um, I'm sure yeah. the, the fireballs were spectacular, though. It was uh, actually it was a great country. Everyone was wonderful. It was a, it was a great time. And next time Wade comes in, we'll talk about it. And yeah, I'm just jamming now because I just you know, uh, yar. Uh, <laughs> all right, time to go. I want to let the moms know. <laughs> Bye, mom. Uh, thanks, Max, for showing up. Thanks, Bill Crate Brian, for showing up. And me and the radio. Thanks for having us here in the heart of the mission at the Yar Yar Racers Alley. We'll see you next week. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yar Yar. Anytime, mate. You can be part of the wrecking crew. <laughs>
tiny uh, camp at Rainbow Gatherings has been part of our gatherings for it's an ancient tradition about five years old now there's tiny tiny camps all over the country because we can't gather together so we're gathering separately there's a tiny tiny kitchen tiny camp up in upstate New York that put together a protest justice for George Floyd I think it's working I think it helped since those murderers will be charged and whatnot. Tiny Kitchen started as a as a a little model tent and people started donating tiny things so they can make a tiny kitchen in the woods and since Tiny Camp can't gather together we're gonna make tiny food here at the station. We have a very tiny, tiny, real cast iron stove and a real cast iron oven. We're putting coals from a real fire into them. After we made some tiny steaks to make some tiny loaded nachos, we have the, the littlest tortillas you would ever see. We're gonna fry them up, make fresh nachos, tiny cheese slivers, little packets of butter. So cute, little butter. Some jalapenos and tomato, some garnishes. All coming together. To improve our lives just a tiny bit. I'm picking up coals. I'm like trying to burn, not burn my, they're actual real life coals. This is fun. Real coals. Last time we did it without using, we tried to put the coals inside and set them on fire. This time we're putting the coals that are already in fire in the oven to help control the heat here. We have a little knife we're going to use to make tiny dices out of these jalapenos and tomatoes. Tiny fun times. Large, fun, tiny objects. Tiny camp started as a tiny tent and then people would give us tiny donations like a tiny shovel. We built a tiny fence around it. They had a tiny hammock. Tiny always free a little mailbox to get tiny mail delivered. Someone donated a school bus so they could put all their tiny equipment and travel around, set up tiny camps everywhere. So Tiny Camp's San Francisco faction is making food for Mutiny Radio for little appetites. So we have we have tiny coals in the in the tiny little cast iron potbelly stove uh, that are it's it's hot. Uh, so we're gonna slice up some tiny tiny things. We've got some tiny steak here. We're gonna oh yeah, there's a little little chunks tiny tiny such little portions oh still too big for our tiny appetites yeah so what are the what are the things that you're feeling out of control about in your life rachel <laughs> huh. you know i haven't been thinking about it i don't know why <laughs> uh i feel like i used to travel a lot like this would be the time that i would be going around to different camps and feel like I'm not in control of when I get to leave and when I get to go adventure, that's been kind of hard because that's a big part of my identity. Adventuring. Yeah, you know, just traveling every summer from at least from May till August at least, just kind of going wherever, no matter what I was doing in my, my mundane, regular people life, I would put it on break and then, and then go leave and go to rainbow gatherings and go to concerts and 
What's your What's the best Disney. concert you've ever What's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh, it's like it's a tie between Radiohead at Bonnaroo and of Montreal and Oakland. All right. Uh, we have yeah. also Machine uh, of Mornings with Machine is running our board. What's the best concert you've ever been to? And you can say your own band, The Business Sticks, if you like. Do you know what? I've been to so many good ones here in the city, including like War Bison, The Rolling Stones. You saw The Rolling Stones, huh? I did. I saw them back in uh, 2004, I think it was, at AT&T Park. Damn. That was a very good show. Also, um, Nine Inch Nails was great, but the local bands here, I'd say Concrete was one of the best shows I saw. The Parents at Benders and the Subways from England at Slim's, all very good. What about yourself, Pam? I'd have to say, I agree with that War Bison thing. I love, that's one of my favorite bands. I, I mean, in local bands, I love Floating Goat. Also, when they play as Hendrixy, and I enjoy that very much. I love the Business Dicks. I've seen them a bunch of times. They're great. Um, but I think maybe I've been to I've been to fish concerts like like eleven of them, so those were pretty great too. That's more of a cultural experience. I feel yeah. when I go fish Grateful Dead, it's more like you have more fun hanging out with the people outside the concert, and it's more like the culture is what makes that cool. Yeah, I was offered tickets for their last uh, Grateful Dead's last uh, show ever, I believe, at um, Levi Stadium. Oh, well, but you were offered tickets, but you didn't go. Yeah, couldn't they make it? Oh man! So hour before the game. I made it to the parking lot, but never inside, man. I don't know what happened. Oh, I've done that a few times. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take this tiny, tiny little pat of butter that I wrapped up individually. It's and really adorable. I put it in the tiny. For the listeners at home, just imagine the cutest, tiniest little butter pack. And we have four of them, and they're it's melting on our in our tiny pot. Well, I'm hoping oh, it's gonna melt. I mean, there's coals in there. Should we add more sticks to it? Should I break up some sticks? Well, it's, it's hot. I think there's gotta be. I mean, this thing is getting hot. I mean, there's coals in it, so I'm hoping the butter's gonna melt. We'll chop up our tiny little itty bitty uh, jalapenos while we're. Don't rub your tiny fingers and your tiny eyes when you're done cutting the jalapenos. It's don't touch your tiny dick with your tiny. Yeah, don't touch your tiny don't, thing to don't the other do tiny. Don't do that. Um, that actually, that actually happened once. Unless you're into that, like I'm not tra- here to king shame. No, no, San Francisco. The, uh, one time I was part of a, a, a contest. It was a chili making contest, and we were making a habanero duck chili, my ex-husband and I, and he was helping me chop up habaneros, but he forgot that he was chopping habaneros, and then he went into the bathroom, and he went to do a little potty, and then he came running out of the bathroom, screaming, my dick's on fire, my dick's on fire, and that, you cheating bastard, was a funny, funny party, yeah, my dick's on fire, my dick's on fire. Hey, uh, Machine, where can people pick up uh, the, the business business dicks music? Do you have a website or? Yeah, do we ha- do actually. We've got you can pick it up on businessdicks.hereandnow, and uh, you can buy it there. But you could check it out on YouTube first in case you hate it and don't want to purchase it. <laughs> it's on it's on um, iTunes, Apple Tunes, Spotify, Deezer. It's on all those things. Look up business yeah. dicks. 
the you did some really beautiful job chopping these tiny jalapenos. I don't know if I've ever seen tinier pieces of jalapeno. Yeah, tiny, tiny. So now we're chopping up the tiny, tiny bits of of cheese as well because the cheese was the cheese shreds were way too big. So we need to make those a lot smaller to make. Oh, is it melting? It should be melting. I can. Yes, I see the butter is melting. The butter in the tiny pot is melting. Here we go. Tiny kitchen. Yeah, I feel like. My life is so out of control right now that tiny things are the way to go. Things are too big and scary and out of control right now. And I don't know what to believe. Uh, I, I did, I, I don't know what, I don't know what's gonna happen. We have free food for any tiny protesters out there that need some nachos on the go. Yes. I don't, gosh. I think the main protest today is at 16th in Valencia. I just came past it. So well done, Gen Z, for organizing that. I have awesome. seen a lot of tiny children on the street doing little protests. Um, there were, and it's, you know, it's really unnerving to hear a bunch of small children screaming, let me breathe, let me breathe. But I think that, you know, they're, th this Generation Z, this next generation, they actually believe that they can still change things. They have hope, which I think is exciting. They're not jaded yet. They're not jaded yet. It's adorable. I, it's adorable. It is. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's melting. It's melting. The tiny butter is melting. Okay, I think that in order to fry these tiny little things, so I need to add another stick of butter. So I'm going to add another tiny. That's right. We're making fresh fried tortilla chips. We have these little circular about... Yeah, we'll take uh, pictures for you at some point. Don't worry about Nickel-sized. Yeah, they're in between a nickel and a dime. We're going to fry up here. Going to cut them. In between a nickel and a dime, just like we live our lives. <laughs> I know, it's not even a dollar. Uh, not even a dollar. Uh, Machine, did you hear that the bars are supposed to open back up on Friday? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> How excited, I mean... That's awesome. I, I don't I don't particularly want to be the crushed in the rush on the first date, <laughs> but I'll be there. I mean, I I'm, don't think there's going to be much of a... I think it's going to be a slow trickle. There's going to be people that don't feel comfortable leaving yet. Yeah, true that. True that. Um, I've, I've been to a couple of our locals recently. I was in Zeitgeist last weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just they had to walk through drink on the street. Sure. Too, which was great. And then we went to Thieves Tavern. Rest in peace, Thieves Tavern. So he didn't make it till next week. Wow. And Blind Cat, I believe, as well. Oh, R.I.P. Well, maybe, maybe you'll have a resurgence in next week's the week that you're like, all right, we only missed it by two weeks. Maybe we can get back in there. I'm not sure how that goes with, uh, with your leases and everything. But we'd love to see you all back. Yeah, I mean, the stud disappeared. I'm just wondering... How is how different is San Francisco? How how is it going to look different, or are we just going to go right back to the way we were? Like, uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but well, you know what? We all want that to happen, except with the police brutality, etc. We don't want that to happen. That's got to change. So let's right. um, put San Francisco as a map to walk around and get a beer. Looking forward to it. I'm wondering, it's things have been crazy because of the 
like everyone's drinking on the street now. So the, the culture has sort of been changed in that we weren't allowed to do this thing and now we can do this thing and are people still just going to be willy-nilly drinking on the street or is the ABC going to come back in full force? Ah! I never let the law stop me from drinking on the street, if I'm <laughs> honest. I... But yeah, Follow are they the still going to have cocktails to go? Is it going to be like New Orleans? Oh my god, I would love that it. That would be lovely. So the, the, the butter is the butter has been have melted? drive through well, No, it's the West Coast. You don't have drive through anything. And I'm putting the tiny chips that I've cut from the tiny things, putting them in, tiny chips in the tiny butter, and we're going to cook those up and turn it. We're having a tiny kitchen. The world is impossible to control, and so we're doing a tiny kitchen in a tiny cast iron stove. We got tiny, tiny coals and put them in, and we have tiny, we're making tiny loaded nachos. We're being visited by Andrew Rose. So we have tiny... Yeah, yeah, we have tiny little, look at that, tiny little corn tortillas. It's hot. You can have a tiny piece of steak if you want to try our tiny steak. You want to, yeah, use the tools, use your fingers. Try it out. We've got some tiny, tiny. Yeah, we do have the ingredients for a tiny taco without yeah, if you even want some, it. There's <laughs> some, you can have some tiny we have cilantro there. someone tasting our tiny, tiny stuff. Tiny have. taco, tiny taco. Oh. Tiny. Um, the large happy looks on the faces. And uh, there's the tiny little jalapenos, tiny. Tiny tomatoes. Little cheese. Yeah. Oh, yep. Don't forget the tiny cheese. Yeah. <laughs> this is our first. This is the first person we've served with a tiny taco. <laughs> it's a tiny, tiny. Andrew Rose. Well, we, last week we ate the tiny hash browns we and did. the tiny bacon. Yeah. But we didn't get to serve somebody yeah, tiny a tiny taco. taco. Yes. Oh, wow. A large look of excitement for tiny foods. Yay. Oh, no. Thank you. What brings you here to mutiny? Sweet. Oh wow! Why is it dangerous when it's windy to be on a motorcycle? So when you're crossing the bridge, you're taking your life into your own hands. Whoa! Andrew says five feet to the left with the wind. And if there would have been a car, he wouldn't be Andrew anymore. So, Andrew, since you're here, uh, can you give us a tiny review on the taco you just ate? Adequate. Yay! A tiny comment for the tiny foods. Adequate. Wow, I've been waiting my whole life for someone to just tell me I'm adequate. You know, like I've always well, wanted to be. We're adequate. good enough. We're good enough. Good Lower enough. The bar. Maybe, maybe not the best, but we're adequate here. I'm making tiny foods at some, Radio. Some people say, you can come in. Some people say raise the bar. Some say lower the bar. We say make the bar really small. <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny bar. Like a tiny ballerina. Uh, cool. So uh, here we are. Making tiny stuff. Making that was the smallest, most scathing review I've ever heard. It was perfect. It's actually a big word for a tiny I know. Big words. Tiny, tiny tacos. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna. It's like you can have tacos as a tiny appetizer for the nachos already. Yes. So on this tiny little plate, I'm gonna. I have some. I have some tiny carrots, and I have a tiny little bit. I have tiny, tiny little lime wedges, and I have some tiny, tiny uh, sour cream. And I'm going to take our 
tiny, tiny a little uh, these. Oh, that's hot. And these tiny little chips. Chips on the plate. Okay. Yeah, we have fried. Tiny fried little nachos. Are we, we're gonna have to do another batch. There's yeah, so many so. tiny people that need have large appetites. It's it's absolutely true here, and we want to definitely serve the tiny people here. All people matter. We can all, all sizes matter. We can even do a vegan version, you know? Oh no, we can't. We use butter. Well, we can do a vegetarian version so without I'm any putting mistake. the cheese, some jalapenos. <laughs> we're making these ones really loaded. Uh, Loaded, nachos. loaded nachos. We're gonna put the tiny tomato. Tiny on top. loads, tiny loads squirting all over the nachos. Put some of the to get a picture of it. Yeah, there we go. For the listening audience, just imagine the cutest plate of tiny nachos you've ever seen. You just wish that you were a little mouse so you can have a gourmet meal, fresh, fried. Tortillas. Take a picture of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some more coals in the little thing and see if we can, can we make have a quesadilla. A dime, a dime for scale. Yeah. Or we can use maybe. Yeah. Uh, let's see for scale. Yeah. Figure it. There you go. Okay. Uh, machine, tell us about uh, tell us more about the business sticks, and I'm gonna get. You really want to know about business sticks? Well, tell us all about the. Are they tiny business sticks? They're, they're, <laughs> they are. <laughs> they're small dicks with big attitudes. <laughs> Typical. Oh, yeah, Typical. They're, yeah, they've been playing. They're playing out of the out of the mission. We've been playing out of the mission for the last five years at uh, Heavy Metal Bike Shop. We get together usually used to get together Tuesday Fridays and just play a whole live gig for the neighborhood and annoy the neighbors. Till we brought out our first album and then we just kinda let it go a bit. But we're getting back together as soon as this Get the band back together! Get the band back together! Distancing is done and we get enough tiny, tiny, tiny reviews from our tiny tiny fans. Oh you've got you've got all kinds of big fans. I'm a, I'm a big fan of... If uh, we were making food for your band, it would have to be on a real stove, I think. Yeah. Large, regular-sized foods. I'm putting some more oop, butter, butter, butter in the pan that we have this time directly on top of... Oh, wow. Oh, look at it. Look oh, at it's really it. going. It's oh, really going. Crap. Let's get this. Let's oh, get my this gosh. Action. This is very exciting. Look at the action. Wow, it's tiny action. Tiny action. Tiny oh, we're about to fry uh, some tiny tortillas here. We're going to make a tiny quesadilla Oh, here. tiny quesadilla. Tiny quesadilla. Uh, we're going to put some cilantro and carrots quesadilla. in You really have to see this to believe it. Is this is this live anywhere? Have yeah, this is live. So what we're doing right now is we're definitely live streaming on mutinyradio.fm. But we're recording it, and then I'll put it on the night playlist so people can listen to the joy and wonderment of us making tiny Tiny foods. No, is anyone FaceTime live in it or Facebook live in it? Oh, I'm catching little little videos of it we can put up later. Where can we see that? We need Those a tiny spatula. Oh, we have no idea where we're going to put it up. I mean, I should be using We have it. some footage of the last one. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything with it. We were just having a good this time. This is our, you know, this is our second time doing it. We'll get better at it. 
Well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out as time goes on. This is a radio station. We don't know shit about cinematography. Exactly. That's the thing. People keep telling me. They're like, why aren't you videoing everything? I'm like, it's a radio station. You know, it's theater of the mind. Everyone is here with us. You can absolutely smell the tiny, smell what the tiny rock is cooking. It really is a tiny rock. It really is a and tiny rock. And it is rock. cooking. It's cooking stuff. Oh, you can see it sizzle. Oh, let's see if we can hear it. Probably not, Let's but we can maybe. we can try to get that. Tiny ASMR. So just to give you an idea, all you listeners. I don't know why I put my ear up to the microphone like that. <laughs> <laughs> my mom used to say I had a face. The little egg stove is about oh, it's, it's cast iron and it's actually like looks like a Tiffany egg. <laughs> it's it's an old. <laughs> it's about the size of a goose. <laughs> it's uh, it's like an old Laura Ingalls Wilder stove. Yeah. Oh, we got some tiny flip action happening using it oh oh that's beautiful it's crispy on the other side oh it totally we need more tiny plates we need more tiny plates so we can have a display we have the loaded nachos we have a quesadilla the taco's already gone but that's okay we can make another one we can easily make we can make a warm taco this time a warm, warm t- tiny, tiny taco, taco. So just like plate that just like church camp oh, no. oh my gosh did you go to church camp no i didn't i was just making it i did i went to church camp uh andrew did you go to church camp no. No! Machine, did you go to church camp? Not yet. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one that's been to church camp. I can't well, that, believe that's that. That's like for people, Christians with money, you know. My parents would just take me camping, and they call it a vacation. They're like, well, oh, this is good enough. Don't you know that all Christians have money? It's like the main reason to be Christian. It's like the number one reason is that Jesus... Yeah. That's why I'm an atheist. Yeah. I don't believe in money. That's why I stopped believing in Jesus. I'm, I'm not. I'm joking. I still, I believe in the concept of Jesus, like loving your neighbor as yourself. And I always find it very funny. I'm going to make a tiny plate out of foil. Yeah, make a tiny plate. I've always found uh, Christianity to be, to be weird because I was super, super, super into drinking the tiny Kool-Aid of um, tiny imaginary <laughs> Jesus. And the funny thing I always found it very funny because I wanted to have an invisible friend that was a cat I wanted a five foot tall cat that was my best friend that I could talk to and my parents said that I was wackadoodle nutso and but I was allowed to have a 33 year old man as a friend with a beard people go why do you have a beard fetish I'm like hello like 33 year old long haired white guys with beards like how could I not be into that when Jesus used to sit on my bed and hold my hand, like, in my mind, and I'd tell him about all the boys I liked that didn't like me back, and he'd be like, you know who loves you? I love you. And I was like, I love you too, tiny Jesus in my head. And they'd be like, no, he's real. And I'm like, so's the cat. And they're like, no, no. You can have a real cat. And I was like, okay. So that's how that all worked out. Can I have a real Jesus? Can I get a witness? All right, uh, I think this tiny My mom's a Jehovah's Witness. Should I get her? <laughs> Is she really a Jehovah's Witness? Yeah. They have tiny tracks. Tiny tracks. I just made a tiny plate for our tiny quesadilla here. Oh, my God. oh, the tiny cheese action. Oh, the melty cheese action of our tiny Let's quesadilla. Let's put a tiny bit of uh, sour cream on that. Oh, we need a dollop. Like the do- dollop is dollop, like a fraction of a dollop. And a little bit of the, per- oh, are we out of the oh, tiny yeah, tiny yeah, cilantro? We have the tiny cilantro. Okay. Tiny cilantro on top. All oh, right. Let's get another photo. Yeah, okay, there we go. So now we have, we have a tiny quesadilla. We have tiny loaded nachos here on our tiny plates. 
cooking for the tiny kitchen. I feel like we should do another quesadilla. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. The quesadilla is working better. We can always make more nachos when we get down to the last tortilla, you know? The coals the, really helping. See, last time I think our coals were too tiny because we were in the spirit of tininess. Yeah. This time, bigger coals for some tiny action. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. I think I'm going to get another coal from it and stick it on top like I did with this one because that that worked out pretty well. All right. No dead air. Oh, I know. Tiny jazz. I'm really digging the tiny jazz. You should see the jazz band over here. You could barely see them. They're so tiny. I don't know how they can wrap their tiny fingers on those tiny instruments, but it's nice that they're here playing for us live at the station. We, we need to make sure we need make enough quesadillas for the jazz band playing. Yeah, give it up for our band, everyone. Tiny band. That's the tiniest upright bass you would ever see. Tiny, tiny saxophone. I don't know how the little wind can make such a big noise. But they're all anxiously awaiting their time to get a tiny quesadilla. We actually recorded our album at Tiny Telephone Studios just around the corner. Oh, wow. Not far from here at all. In the spirit of tininess. I'm telling you, it feels Ooh, so nice good to feel action. in control of something. Because there's nothing, nothing in life, like every time lately that I've been like, okay, everything's okay. Then it's like, no, no, nothing, nothing you believe is true. Um, and the news isn't real. And then someone puts out news and then it disappears. And I'm like, who are the tiny police that are taking the tiny stories? I'm like, can the people tell their stories? And they say no. We can't hear those tiny voices over our loud anger. Yeah, it's... Oh, no, the tiny plate. You know what's funny is that tiny children, actually... uh, Large wind. Large wind. Get blown away by a... Tiny children, big opinions. (laughs) <laughs> that describes yeah, me as a child for sure. My uh, first parent-teacher conference, my teacher said, I think your daughter needs to get tested for ADD. And my mom said, no, she just has a lot to say. Uh, yeah, good, that was good for your mom. <laughs> yeah, come on in. All right, my, t- my mom also had uh, something to say to a teacher at my uh, like, whatever parent-teacher conference. The teacher said, your son is eating all the red crayons. <laughs> and my mom said, don't eat the blue ones. They taste better. Tiny, tiny parents. I'm expert. <laughs> tiny memories of her tiny childhoods. All coming back to us here at Mutiny Radio during our tiny kitchen segment. Tiny kitchen. Big. Big ideas, tiny ideas. Too bad you can't smell the tiny fumes. Oh, you listen yeah. Audience. It smells a lot like coal and wine for yeah. some reason. Well, I wonder why. 
That's what I'm smelling with my tiny nostrils. Now it's all it's all balanced on there. The balancing egg. Uh, oh, that was such good flip action. I don't know. Next time we flip it, I should get a video because the cheese. Oh, so good. It's bubbling. It's so good. I can't. Oh yeah, it's good. Good stuff. It's working. I really feel like I'm finally giving back to my community in a productive way. Yeah. Like, what were they missing? They were missing tiny foods. They, absolutely. I'm and so glad you introduced this to me. Tiny bit of absurdity is what everybody needs. Like, like they didn't know they, that they needed it until we were here providing them with tiny entertainment. I didn't even know that this was an, a thing until you told me about it. And I was like, how has this been existing all my life and I didn't know about it? That I actually had the equipment. People and were I, making tiny foods for a long time, but it was before everyone had cameras in their pockets. It's like police brutality. It's been happening the whole time, but until everybody had a camera to show off, hey, this is what's been happening, people were like, oh, tiny kitchens. Now I get it. Now I like I could have had a tiny kitchen this whole time. Oh, I forgot to film the flip action. Oh, it's nice. You're, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good flipping job the tiniest flip you would ever see it was so adorable so adorable i can barely think of the words to fill the air time with how adorable it was it is even it's still it's still cooking adorable. it's still the tiny steak tiny it'll live forever in the memory of radio kamikaze quesadilla we're doing it it's crazy we're crazy. Crazy go nuts. What are we going to make next week on Tiny Kitchen? I don't know. Tiny pancakes? I mean, we could try it. I just have to get the right tiny batter because I was trying to figure it out today with the eggs. And I'm like, how do we take a tiny bit of egg? Do I like take an egg and mix it up and then use a little like tiny little syringe? I thought we were going to use crusties. Yeah, well, that I guess that I one's crusties. only water. And so then we can do it. Yeah. It doesn't need any egg at all, which would be ideal. And then we can have the tiny stove still making tiny bacon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, we need quail eggs. They're the tiniest <laughs> eggs. Here. We also need any tiny, tiny cooking equipment. Like, we need a little spatula. Right now we're using yeah. tools. A little spatula would be nice. Some more tiny dishes. If somebody wants to loot a dollhouse for us, we need, we need more tiny kitchen gear. We can make tiny burgers. We were thinking about making tiny burgers and tiny french fries, but we need to learn how to make the consistency of the fire good enough to deep fry, but I think we're working on it. This is a good first step. We deep fried some nachos. Trying to get this off the pan. We have a little, the cheese melted so well that we have a little. I'm so glad that the band came to play for us because last time it was a little quiet in between our tiny um, adventure. Having the tiny smooth jazz. Oh, I made them shy. They had a break for a second. Oh my God. Here's another tiny quesadilla. All right. More tiny cilantro on that. And there we go. All right. Oh, do you have a tiny poem? No, no, political That's fine. Is fine. Yeah, it's free can speech. Do political. It's a free speech zone. I uh, before that, let me do the, my tiniest favorite poem. It's a haiku, and uh, it's the secret 
is knowing the difference between butterflies and trash. Do you know the tiny, the short story, the six-word story by uh, Ernest Hemingway? What's that? What is that? I don't uh, know. It's um, for sale, baby shoes never worn. Ah yes. Very sad, sad short story. Okay, this is a little poem. It's it's pretty short. It's not the shortest poem ever. All right, here we go. There's weird shit in why I believe Tara Reid. The horse thing, for example. Scamming a nonprofit to get medical care for a beat up old horse is exactly what a rape survivor would do. <laughs> wow. That's okay, so amazing. This, is, this is very funny because the kids were telling me about Tara Reid. I teach these kids. And they're saying Tara Reid, Tara Reid, and Joe Biden, Tara Reid. And I was like, when did Tara Reid make a comeback after Sharknado? I was like, I thought that Sharknado was her comeback. I didn't know that she'd gotten into politics or what she'd done. And the kids are looking at me and they're like, what's Sharknado? And I was like, we're talking about Tara Reid, right? And the teacher says to me, oh, it's a different, it's spelled differently. It's a different Tara Reid. And I was like, oh, I honestly thought that we were talking about like American Pie, Tara Reid. Yeah, I couldn't believe. I just thought that was so funny. But it's terrible. I mean, it's terrible. We should definitely believe people when they say that uh, nefarious things happen to them. Why would we not believe them? Why would they lie? Why would people lie about that? I, I don't know. They're, you know, believe, believe people's stories. Yeah, you can always prove someone innocent in court or whatever they say. I've got a, I've got a tiny poem. As I pull the dangling turd out of my dog's anus, I think to myself, this is what it means to love. <laughs> it's the tiniest poem I ever wrote. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a short poem about um, beards. Uh, it's and it's it is it actually in, involves I have a long poem about short beards. Ah, it's a it, it involves tininess too. So there's a city in your beard, rows of tiny houses filled with clever pundits whispering how to live, confusing my fingers when they dig for skin, gardening invisible bonsai. I'll keep reaching till I find your jaw, longing to rent in your ghetto. Tiny, tiny poem about tiny, tiny people, tiny city in the beard. I like so, that this action figure outside is doing pull-ups on our uh, our flyer stand. I just got another kiss from Poseidon. That's what happened to me too. So I, I actually thought I'd written the shortest poem, tiniest poem ever, about ten years ago, and then I looked it up. And it was way too long. It was like oh, it man. Was ridiculous. Well, well, what was it? So, <laughs> so my poem was my I. Just M-Y-I. My I. That was it. That was all my poem was. And I thought, <laughs> wow, I just wrote the shortest poem on the whole planet. Nobody could beat that. So I looked it up. I'd never thought of it before. And I just it just happened to be that it came to me. So I looked up, what is the shortest poem in the world? And I thought, I've won this. I'm going to be in the Guinness, Wor Wor Guinness Book of World Records. But I'm not. Because somebody else wrote, <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
G-O. Just that was go. It. Well, it does involve action, and it yep. has... Yep. Well, I'm going to write a poem that's just an explanation point. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Sure. Good on you. It says so much it says and everything. so little. <laughs> and nothing. I, yeah. She's got two. I've got the semicolon tattoo. I didn't... I didn't know this is this is one of my smallest tattoos. It's a it's not a tiny semicolon, it's a nice sized one. And I got it because I used to be a fiction writer and my work was just pregnant with semicolons because it's one of my favorite grammatical uses. It's taking two ideas that are similar and jamming them together because they shouldn't be apart, but they can't you can't really comma and them. You can't really conjunction them, but they're they need to be together in a sentence. So use semicolon. Well I found out later accidental gang tattoo this means that you tried to kill yourself like the whole semicolon or, or thing pause so because you know you someone you know or love killed themselves and you want to think about the pause the pause right it's not it doesn't have to be over it can yeah. just be a pause and a change well i didn't know that so all of a sudden i'm like people are like oh are you a survivor and i'm like of what of suicide i'm like well actually i am but i didn't try to cut my wrists and they're like no 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 and then they explained it to me and i was like Oh, wow. So I have another accidental gang tattoo. When I was 19, because I was a theater major, on the back of my neck, I got um, the symbol of theater, the smiling, crying faces things. And I have it on my neck because I wanted to have my hair down because I didn't want to show my mom because I was embarrassed and I was worried. And then I find out when I'm teaching high school in Oceanside, I had my hair up one day, and one of the kids goes, oh, Benjamin, smile not, cry later, I say. And I was like, what? And he's like, that's a, that's a, that's a gang tattoo. That's like a symbol of the, he's like, smile not, cry later. You're like, you're like legit, Benjamin. Like, if anyone ever tries to key your car, you know I got your back. And I'm like, I hope you have my back anyways, but it's not a gang tattoo. They're like, yeah, it is. It's on your neck. So I got a lot of street cred from my class, but two accidental gang tattoos. What is wrong with me? I had something similar happen. Can't wait to see the third one. Because I have a, because I have an anarchy sign tattoo, and one person, I was like, east side of Columbus, and one person just got out of jail, and was like, are you part of the Aryan Brotherhood? And I was like, no, this is an anarchy sign. This is He's like, yeah, but they all have that tattoo. And I'm like, no, I'm not affiliated. Well, that uh, whatsoever, man. Like, look at the other side. It's like a hippie He's side. Not <laughs> baby. Don't. It's not. What like, you? Think? I didn't know. I didn't think of that. I didn't think about it in a prison mind. You know. Well, and I have, I have my. I guess my third gang tattoo is the Benders gang tattoo, the one I have on my middle finger. 